What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 208. We're here on Thursday, August 13th. Before we jump into the show, we have a very important message from the Trump campaign, who we've partnered with. Obviously, you know we here at Triggered are in full support of the president's re-election, and we'll be working very hard for it over the next 81 days, down to 81 now. And the Trump campaign has a special offer just for you. President Trump really wants to give you a signed 2020 Make America Great Again hat. He wants to make sure the lucky winner is one of his top supporters, so be sure to enter soon because this is an opportunity you don't want to miss. This offer is only going to a select group of supporters, and you're one of them. All you have to do is text TRIGGERED to 88022 today for your chance to win a signed 2020 Make America Great Again hat and own a piece of history. Again, that's TRIGGERED, T-R-I-G-G-E-R-E-D, to 88022. Tenter to win this contest and join President Trump in the fight to keep America great for four more years. This message was paid for by Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. All right, so let's jump into the show yeah, today. let's do it. Obviously, the big news that happened after we recorded last time was Kamala Harris has been announced as the VP nominee. And I don't know that we need to yeah. fully... I mean, she's horrible. Yeah, she's bad. She's horrible. Bad. She bad. sucks. We all know it. That speech was terrible, by the way. You can see why all the Dems and all the media types are rushing to prop her up. Oh, yeah. It, it was bad. Yeah, was and bad. we're going to we're gonna talk about uh, all the lies. Because yeah. that speech was one big lie. It was a lie. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, they talk about President Trump stretching the truth all the time, yeah. but this was just unreal. But, you know, she's the li- liberal succubus that's coming to take our freedoms, and uh, President Trump was quick to move. They had the ad ready, and literally, what, three minutes after she was announced, boom, yeah. the ad hit the wires. Yep. I think it has I think it has over 14 million uh, views now, which oh, is wow. pretty solid. Uh, so let's take a listen to that. Kamala Harris ran for president by rushing to the radical left, embracing Bernie's plan for socialized medicine, calling for trillions in new taxes, attacking Joe Biden for racist policies. Voters rejected Harris. They smartly spotted a phony. But not Joe Biden. He's not that smart. Biden calls himself a transition candidate. He is handing over the reins to Kamala while they jointly embrace the radical left. Slow Joe and phony Kamala. Perfect together. Wrong for America. And we all know that liberal Kamala Harris is radical. Yes. Right? Yes. Well, we know that, but apparently the mainstream media does not because they called her a... Small C conservative? Well, yeah, that's retarded. (laughs) That's retarded. (laughs) I'm talking more about the people that are like, oh, she's a moderate pragmatist. Yeah, who can draw from uh, liberals, moderates, and Republicans. I'm just like, no, that 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 candidate cannot exist. Well, it's it's totally it. It doesn't match with the facts. It doesn't. She is behind Elizabeth Warren. She is the most liberal senator in of the Democrats in the Senate. For Medicare for all. I mean, for gun confiscation, like gun confiscation yeah. by executive order. Yeah, she's not. Not even legislation. She's not. Uh, and this is just further proof that Joe Biden is an empty shell, a Trojan horse for the yeah. radical left to take power in this country, and we all know that she's filled with the extreme agenda, and that's seeping into Joe Biden. Yeah. Joe Biden's no longer a moderate. Well, as uh, you know, one of our friends on Twitter noticed, uh, she's the Harrisite. <laughs> yeah. Joe, Joe can't help it. She's, he's going he's gonna to get engulfed by her. Oh, also, yeah. did you notice that, and, and this is another one of our friends on Twitter uh, who noticed this, um, Joe Biden knows that he's the one running for president, right? Because well, that entire speech it almost seemed like he was, like, you know, introducing... <laughs> 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> the top of the ticket. <laughs> well, you know, I think everybody knows that Joe Biden's going to die at some point yeah. soon-ish. Could be next week. You know, who knows, yeah. yeah. And uh, she's lined up to be president if he were to win. Um, I also think that if they won, she would kick his ass his ass out in the 25th yeah, Amendment real quick. Yeah. Well, he's going to be a one-term only guy. He's too old. He wouldn't make it through the first term. Yeah. I mean, he's too old. Yeah. You also have reports out now that Kamala Harris was not the first choice for VP. According to former Obama senior advisor David Axelrod, Harris was not the top choice, and politics pushed her into the position. Joe Biden wanted Michigan Governor uh, Gretchen Adolph Whitmer. Um <laughs> You know, I mean, we talked about it, right? We talked yeah. about how he backed himself into the corner yeah. with the choice here because of the the racial and sexist qualifiers that they put onto the position. He needed a, I mean, in terms of, he, need, he really needed a Rust Belt. He needed a moderate. Yeah, a Rust Belt. You, know? you know, I mean, not that Whitmer was a moderate before the COVID stuff. Well, she, well. No, she, she wasn't a moderate anyway, but yeah. she certainly is more moderate yeah, than Kamala exactly. Harris. Absolutely. And Amy Klobuchar. And uh, been, I haven't pink, seen, I besides white liberals, yeah. I have not seen any enthusiasm out of black liberals. Oh, and no. In fact, it's been the opposite. Oh, no. So, no, no, no. especially not among good. young black men. Yeah. So, that's going to be interesting. But, you know, it's... Um, you well, know. they know she's a cop. Yeah. She locked up people for marijuana offenses while making jokes about smoking it herself. And let's talk about the lies in her speech yesterday. I have this section entitled Her Lion Ass. <laughs> so her claim about unemployment numbers is clearly total bullshit. She's right about the fact that there's millions of Americans out of work, but the blame certainly does not lie at the feet of President Trump. In fact, the opposite, it lies at the feet of these liberal politicians in places doing lockdowns. Uh, and do not forget the Chinese virus as well. But that is child's play compared to some of the rest of these lies that we have here. Lie one. The president's mismanagement of the pandemic has plunged us into the worst economic crisis since the Great Depression. Uh, that's not true. Yeah, the not truth. Trump is, shut down the borders. Yep. Shut down the travel of China. That even, even, um, uh, who was it that said it saved, even I think Sanjay Gupta said that it saved millions of lives. Oh, yeah. The, right? the pandemic and its associated lockdowns, yeah. not the president, are responsible for the yeah. economic contraction. Yeah. Yeah. Lie number two, just look where Trump and Mike Pence have gotten us. Millions of kids who cannot go back to school. Well, the truth is it's not Donald Trump's decision whether the kids go back to school. It's the localities yet yeah. again. And he has urged the schools to reopen. The main reason the kids cannot go back is opposition from teachers' unions. And we're going to talk about the teachers' Big unions later. Democrat power base right yep. there. Also, remember, um, hey, do, why isn't Trump listening to the experts? Experts. Well, it's it's safe to reopen schools. Mm -hmm. Oh, I guess we don't listen to those experts, right? Well, and we know that Chuck Schumer flipped on a dime last week. We talked yeah. about that. Why number three? Six years ago, we had a different health crisis. It was called Ebola. We all remember that pandemic. Uh, the truth is Ebola was an outbreak, not a pandemic, and a very, very small outbreak at that. There was, what, yeah. three people in the United States that yep. got it? Yep. Not even close to on the same playing field. Just yeah. total bullshit, misleading propaganda. And lie number four, this virus has impacted, and this one's the most egregious, this virus has impacted almost every country, but there's a reason it has hit America worse than any other advanced nation. It's because of Trump's failure to take it seriously. The truth is, 
Several advanced nations have suffered more fatalities per capita, per million population, than the United States. And that would be Belgium, the UK, Spain, Italy, Sweden, and a few others. And Donald Trump's not in charge of any of these countries, so no. I wonder... Uh, how, how they, oh, yeah, how, you know, how will he explain for this? That's one of the biggest laws coming out of the left right now, is that, like, no other country is having this problem. That's what? just bullshit. Yeah, well, then it's not a pandemic, then. <laughs> they are having the problems. Yeah, yeah. They just like to, you know, selectively cherry-pick the data, right? They look at one thing here in the United States, they look at the complete opposite set of data in the other country, and they're like, oh, look how badly we're performing. Like, you're not even talking about the same thing. Exactly. They, they try to do the good old apples-to-orange comparison. Yeah. Doesn't work. Um, Sounds great. Doesn't work. Yep. Yeah. One of our favorite people, Jen Van Laar over at Red State, who has been working very hard recently to expose the corruption of Governor Newsom in California. Go check out her stories on that. But she wrote a piece yesterday in honor of Kamala Harris's VP nomination, a wrap-up of her terribleness. terribleness. <laughs> and she has seen it firsthand because she lives in California and lived through the reign of Kamala as the v, uh, the attorney general there. Number one, Kamala is fond of using prisoners for cheap labor. That's an interesting one, yeah. by the way, yeah. because she kept people in prison for the labor. And yeah. this is all actually uh, what Tulsi Gabbard brought up at the debate. And there's rumors abound that Tulsi Gabbard could speak at the Republican National oh, Convention wow. next week wow. to talk about how terrible Kamala Harris is. I love it. So that's interesting. I love it. Not saying it's going to happen, just have heard some <laughs> rumors. Number two, Kamala Harris protected pedophile Catholic priests. Oh. And that's something that's coming out uh, over the last, I've seen, 12 to 24 hours, is that there was much clergy abuse out there. Yeah. And even before she became AG, she was in San Francisco, I believe, right? Yeah. And she covered it up. Oh. So that's going to be interesting to watch. Kamala used the California Department of Justice as her personal political intimidation force. That one shouldn't come to a surprise for anyone. Um Let's not forget, remember the Planned Parenthood videos? Yeah. Selling baby parts, which yeah, we yeah. all knew that they were doing? Yeah. David Daladin's home was raided pre-dawn after his organization shined a bright light on Planned Parenthood's practice of selling baby parts. And this raid came on behalf of Kamala Harris, essentially. Her Department of Justice paid out $1.1 million to settle sexual harassment claims within the department. That's taxpayer money. What is this with these governments that pay out this taxpayer money in sexual harassment claims? And the same yeah. thing's true with Congress. Yeah. We don't get to find out who yeah. it was. No, we don't. It's it, like, oh, there was a slush there was a slush fund. Yeah. And then, you know, it just goes away. Yep. It's Number ridiculous. five, Kamala Harris <laughs> repeatedly protected illegal aliens who had killed Californians, U.S. citizens. Oh, God. That shouldn't come to a surprise yeah. of anyone. Yeah. And last but not least, Kamala ignores Me Too victims in her own office while also simultaneously saying she believed Joe Biden's accusers and that Joe Biden was a racist, but then she took the VP pick. Yeah. All is forgiven. Yeah, yeah, totally All good now, right? All is forgiven. Then there is plenty, plenty more to come, I promise you that. Um, we're going to take a look at some of the people that Kamala locked up that shouldn't have been locked up. We're going to look at some of the people who have been let go on the First Step Act. Yeah. That was signed by President Trump. Let's not forget the Democrats promised criminal justice reform for they decades. They promised. Did not deliver. Did not deliver. President Trump delivered. And so my question to you is, does this pick help 
or hurt the Democrats' cause here? I think it doesn't. Uh, you think it's neutral? No, hold on. I, I, I think, yeah, it doesn't do anything for her. Okay. I, I, I think it doesn't do anything. I think that, I mean, obviously, I think they're, they're trying to, 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 you know, they, they see the rioting around, across the country. They're trying to play to the, the suburban voter. Mm-hmm. But they're going to depress black turnout. Like we discussed with Paris Denard. I think they're going to, I mean, you can't have, I mean, an old white guy and a top cop being the, the, <laughs> the face of this new progressive far left um, push that a lot of these Democrats want. So, I, I, no, I, I, I don't think it really, I think it hurts them, actually. Honestly. Well, yeah, so I see both sides of it. I mean, um, they're trying to get black voter turnout. Well, they're looking up, for right? the woman thing, too, you know, yeah. the woman angle. Um, yeah, but the, even, the, even then, like, they didn't like her, though. She was inauthentic. She had no message. People forget that her 2020 campaign was a disaster. Yeah. She bolted before the California primaries. So The only one that know, this pick energized was white liberals. That's all that I've seen. Is the white liberal talking, yeah. you know, and the talking white, elite. Yeah, and white liberals were going to were in play or were no i know <laughs> i mean I just know. like white liberals are already going to vote they yeah. needed black people to get excited and you, they're not going to and they, all i've heard from you know especially black men yeah you know beyond the cop angle yeah is that she's a phony yeah she's fake everybody knows she's fake yeah and listening to her talk oh my god yeah, she's she has I'd no, rather kill myself she has no political skills and i i, I mean it's all media manufactured hype yeah. There's no there's nothing. I mean, when you get remember, she was supposed to be in the next debate. Yeah. And then it just she decided to, you know, drop out, I believe, right? I think I got that timeline, right? Yeah. That the, Well, that's that, cuz she had that, like a zero yeah. percentage support. Yeah, it's <laughs> a, I mean, honestly, that's that's a sign that like, you know, it's 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 over. And and honestly, it's really funny how Really, it wasn't really any of the heavyweights or the so-called heavyweights at the time who took her out. It was Tulsi Gabbard who shined yeah. a light on her prosecutorial record, and she never recovered from that. Mm-hmm. Never recovered from that. So I don't think uh, when that's brought up in the VP debates, I don't think there's, there's going to be any different. Mm-hmm. You can't hide away from – you can't run away from your record. You can't polish a turd, and I, I just don't – you know, people are like, well, it's a little di- – I mean, yes, it is. It's a little different. It's a VP selection. She's not the captain of the ship anymore. You know, yeah. there is a message. There is an infrastructure. It's a little more organized now because she's not – She's you know, she's in the backseat of things. But I don't – I still don't buy this. Well, voters get a second look at her and they might – no. I mean the, the only people who are saying that are like these elite media types on ABC News. And everyone else is, like you said, they think she's a phony, and I think that that sticks. I think she's already defined with a lot of the people that Democrats hope will come back into the Democrat fold and be energized to vote in November. I I, I think it's – honestly, it's pushed away people. For every every one – okay, let's just say – sorry, last point. No, it's fine. Let's just just game this out. For every one suburban voter she might get, Mm -hmm. she'll probably lose, what, two in Wayne County? Yeah, or Cook County, mm-hmm. you know, or any of the areas that, that that's going to be key in national elections. I, I I just don't. And also, let's not forget the schools thing. I think besides COVID, besides all this healthcare, whatever, I think getting our kids back to school come fall is going to be the number one issue mm-hmm. with with suburban voters. And let me tell you, I, everyone's like, "Well, Mike will go to Biden." I don't think they're going to go to Biden. No, I think parents want their kids to go to school. 
Oh, I yeah. think par- their parents have been dealing with their kids since March. They, they overwhelmingly want, they want, want them to go to school. That's what they're there for. But apparently, you can have schools for Democratic rallies, but not for in-person uh, education learning. So, yep. Yep. <laughs> so you saw and we're going to talk about the teachers yeah, more yeah, because yeah. there's a lot there, I think, and, yeah. and that needs to be expanded upon. Yeah. But first, let's talk about the historic peace deal that was announced this morning between uh, brokered by President Trump, of course, announced between Israel and the United Arab Emirates, better wow. known as the UAE. He announced Thursday morning that the UAE has officially recognized Israel as a legitimate country in the Middle East, and both governments will move forward with normalized relations. This includes the establishment of embassies in each country. The agreement would be called the Abraham Accord. And this is a huge, huge development. Secretary Mike Pompeo tweeted out, the United States congratulates Israel and the Emirates for this remarkable achievement, which is a significant step forward for peace in the Middle East. Blessed are the peacemakers, Mabruk and Mazel Tov. So here's the thing. This is, I think, part of a more overarching uh, situation in the Middle East that needs to be looked at. President Trump has been able to get these Arab countries... Yeah who have long w- w- uh, wanted for the destruction of Israel. Oh, yeah, ever since the Six-Day War, ever since 1948, you know, partition plan. To actually. make peace. Yeah. You have Saudi Arabia, you have the UAE. Uh, you know, this is a, a, a ground shift yeah. there for geopolitics in the Middle East, yeah. all brought about by President Trump. And further, this is a realignment of powers against Iran. Yes. Which I think is huge. And so now I think you have the situation where just yesterday, uh, Kamala Harris, another one of the lies in her speech, said that President Trump has coddled terrorists. Well, I think you should ask ISIS about that because he crushed ISIS in, what, 18 months? The the JV team, Obama-Biden, let ISIS run rampant and commit terror attacks around the world, including numerous terror attacks here in the United States and all over Europe. You know, let's not forget Paris and Belgium and all these other places. So President Trump crushed them. He killed Qasem Soleimani, the most wanted terrorist in the world. He's killed numerous, numerous, numerous al-Qaeda leaders and has kept them kind of at bay while also simultaneously working to try to achieve peace in Afghanistan and pull our troops out of there. Yep. I mean, what more can you ask out of this guy in the Middle East and national security and foreign policy? None. Like, it's unbelievable. Given, given the Nobel Peace Prize. That's what I <laughs> That's think. some people are saying. You know? And, and you know what? What did Obama yeah. get the Nobel Peace Prize for well, again? Uh, because, no, well, because he, he won the election. Uh, yeah. But let's also not forget that he also won it while drone striking American citizens. That's true. Um, I mean, I love a good drone strike, yeah, but not on American yeah. citizens. Um, you know. Unless, of course, you become it's, a I mean, he's also really <laughs> tapped into the whole, I mean, I think these new wave of Arab leaders, I mean, like, they may not like Israel, but they know it ain't going away. You know what I'm trying to say? It's that it's that realization that, you know, you know what? <laughs> Israel's been around. They're going to stay around. We might as well just de- just just recognize the reality that <laughs> the Jewish people have their state. Yeah. And, um, you know, hey, you know, it's it's let's let's soldier on. I mean, I think this is a, this is huge news. That's that's not going to get nearly the amount of attention it deserves mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. So. Yeah, I. I think it it really underlines a huge shift in the Middle East. Those leaders like working with Trump. Yeah. It's very interesting. Uh, and I think that you're going to see 
not saying that there's going to be a movement towards peace between oh, Israel and no, Palestine. No, 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 no. That doesn't really exist, Palestine. No, but no. Um, they did announce that they're going to slow down the settlement of the West Bank yeah. also this yeah. morning. So um, we'll see what happens. I, you know, I, I, <sighs> and with the stuff happening in Lebanon, yeah, you have the first time there where Hezbollah may be truly excommunicated. Because of their yeah. responsibility for this uh, explosion I mean, that happened there. Keeping munitions next to a fertilizer plant is probably not really the best, smart. Not the yeah, best it, idea, guys. Definitely uh, not. And the you best guys idea. are supposed to be like like logistical, like you know, wonderkins mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes to terrorism and. Uh, yeah, so you know, let's not forget that because of President Trump's travel ban against these terrorist-filled countries. When's the last time, you know, we had a major attack yeah. here? Obviously, we've had small one-offs. We've had, you know, these terrorists attack our bases yeah. where they're usually yeah, taken down but, swiftly. But that was not like, you know, a Saudi national. That was like a, a member of their military here to do joint operations work, right? Right, right, I mean, right. But there's been, little, there's, like been other, there's been other incidents as well. Yeah. But I'm talking about like a San Bernardino oh, or that, oh, no, no, a no, no, Pulse. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. we haven't had that yeah. scale and that's because these people are not being let into the country. You yeah. know, thank you, President Trump. Yes. So there's oh, a lot. Joe Biden let them in, though. Oh, Joe you Biden, bet he let them in. In no uncertain terms, said yesterday he's going to end the so-called Muslim. There is no Muslim ban, but no, I know. He, yeah. he said we're we're going to end it, and I'm like, oh my. Well, let's not forget that the uh, Obama Biden administration was the ones who let in the San Bernardino terrorists. Yes. Under yes. was that under the lottery or a refugee program? Uh, it was one of the other. It was one. Of, it was. I think it was the lottery because remember he got married. Yeah. To her. So. Yeah. That, and there was lottery. bombs all over the place, yeah, bombs all yeah. over the floor, as President Trump said. The neighbors wanted to say something. They did it because they were afraid of you know political correctness. They were yep. afraid of. Uh, there are bombs over Yeah. <laughs> um, let's bring it back here to the United States real quick. The arguments in the new retrial of the Michael Flynn case have started. Not much update there, but hopefully we'll have some movement soon. The real question now is, is FBI Director Christopher Wray in hot water over Russiagate? On Monday, Ron Johnson, Republican senator, issued a subpoena to FBI Director Christopher Wray compels him to turn over a number of documents related to Operation Crossfire Hurricane, which many of you are familiar with now, which is the operation of the FBI spying on the 2016 Trump campaign. The Senate's also reviewing whether Ray's actions as director will prevent this from ever happening again. And Deputy National Security Advisor uh, KT McFarland thinks Ray is in big trouble. On yeah. Fox News, she said, quote, I think Christopher Ray is in big trouble. He did one of three things. He either knew what was going on in the FBI, and he uncovered and kept it covered, covered it up. Second, he didn't want to know and sort of, you know, don't tell me about it, I don't want to know, the plausible deniability angle, or he's just completely incompetent. Either way, all three of those are pretty bad indictments yeah. against the current FBI director, yeah. and I can guarantee you that should President Trump win re-election, he's going to be Gone. out of there, yeah. fired. There's also the the question about the whole, the 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 uh, DOJ memo regarding Flynn mm-hmm. six days after his interview in January 2017 that exonerated him for being a Russian agent, which was part of the – which was a the huge – I think one of the major reasons why they looked into him mm-hmm. in this fake Russia hoax. Um, we only found out about that this summer, folks. That, had, that is key exculpatory evidence that was buried for, for, for years. Who gave that order? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember uh, Brett Baer asked him about uh, about 
the the evidence in the the Flynn case and well, we still uh, Ray have, didn't really want to answer that question, so we still have so much more that's left to be uncovered yeah. here, and a lot of it's waiting on Durham, yeah. of course, yeah. which is important, but a lot of it is also being held up by our old uh, nemesis Mitt Romney, <sighs> and the uh, mittens up there on Capitol Hill. Apparently, at the same time that they approved this subpoena, they were supposed to issue. Subpoenas to testify in front of an open committee to uh, James Comey and to John Brennan and some other people involved with Russiagate. But Mitt Romney decided that he wants to hold those subpoenas up. And we don't have this confirmed. This is not confirmed reporting. But there are many reports that one Republican senator is holding up the process and of the eight Republican manager, Republican members of the Senate Judiciary Committee, yep. he is the most likely option. Yeah. So, or maybe it's the Intelligence Committee. I forget which one it is. Is it Intelligence? Uh, I think it might be Intelligence. Oh. Uh, is because I don't think he's on Judiciary. Because if he was on Judiciary, he would have f- the whole Kavanaugh thing up That's even true. worse. That's true. So I think it's Intelligence. But either way, we do have credible sources that say it's Mitt Romney that's holding this shit up. So we'll see what happens here. Ron Johnson's pretty pissed about it. He went on to Hugh Hewitt's show yesterday morning and was talking about it. When asked by Hugh Hewitt straight up, you know, who is it? Because we want to make sure to get them the hell out of there. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm not going to name names like that. So it leads me to believe that it's, it's, Mitt, yeah, Romney. Yeah, it's Mitt Romney. So. We'll see what Mitt happens. Mitt just wants Trump to lose. No, I know. Mitt, you Mitt, know. Th- th- this is exactly... I mean, this. if you want to stop a big October surprise from happening, this is mm-hmm. the shit that you do. So... Well, and, you know, we went this guy. morning with uh, one of our uh, friends who I'm not going to name because... Oh, I'll name. No, 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 no names. No names, no. <laughs> and uh, she loves Mitt Romney. Loves Mitt Romney. Not sure why. And there's no good reason for it, but loves Mitt Romney. <laughs> And even she couldn't defend this. But the bigger thing is, my bigger point always is, what has Mitt Romney done for us since becoming a GOP senator? Nothing. Because he's done nothing. Oh, wait. I mean, you know? other than voting with Democrats to impeach Trump. Oh, yeah. Forgot about which, that. Which he should have been expelled from the party mm-hmm, in mm-hmm, total mm-hmm. disgrace. Yeah. He's done nothing for us. Nothing besides oppose us yeah. at at pivotal points yeah. in the yeah. the quest here for truth yeah. in the fight against the sham impeachment that we had. I mean, what has this guy done? I mean, remember nothing tr- in twenty twelve. Trump knew that this guy had no no feel for the fight or going for the jugular, and it's still to this. It still remains to this day. No no change. But that's actually the one good thing that he did. He did. Was yeah. he got us Trump? Got us Trump. Because without that spineless piece of. Mitt Romney that lost the election because he didn't have the balls to skin Obama with all of the information that they had. Yeah. He didn't have the balls to take yeah. him on. They you know, he thought attack. he thought, oh, we should be nice. Yeah. Even though he's getting hit left and right, yeah. you know, binders full of women and yeah. this and and that. But you have to attack. his his lack of testicular fortitude. Yeah. <laughs> or to use a line from Kurt Schlichter, he just doesn't have a. D- um, <laughs> His lack of fortitude was what gave us Trump. So I yeah. will thank him for that. I will thank him for exposing these these Republican establishment f***ing losers yeah. like Bill Kristol and all those neocons who led this party for decades 
into the abyss yeah. and didn't have any yeah. spine to do anything whatsoever and now have exposed themselves yeah. for the Democrats they really I mean, are. So exactly, that's what yeah. I think. I mean, and, 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 and on that on that point, nothing has changed. I mean, even in 1948, you know, Truman attacked Thomas Dewey endlessly. Mm-hmm. Dewey didn't attack him. Didn't attack him. He decided to not, not, not you know, respond to the criticisms and what, what happened. Mm-hmm. Truman, Truman won. So, but I will say, oftentimes I would tolerate, you know, a more moderate Republican, you know, because, um, you know, they give us, you know, they give us those gavels. Yeah. You know, the majority. 90% of the time. This time, you know, not so much because it's not like we can't find another Republican who can win in Utah. So, right. if there's anybody in Utah who wants to primary mitt. Let's do it. Do it. Yeah, I will wholeheartedly support you. Well, here's the thing: the bigger, the bigger overall point about this is because John Huntsman, remember, he ran for governor again and he lost. Yeah, he sucks. Though, but I'm too. just saying, though. But like, yeah, yeah they, they try to like get back into their old roles. Can't do but it. But here's the thing: the bigger overall point that I have is that the Republican Party has foundationally changed. Yes. Has fundamentally changed. Yes. We are no longer the establishment neocon losers i would say i'll toss toss in free markets now i mean sorry sorry, not free excuse me free trade (laughs) yeah but that's (laughs) i don't really give about that yeah but they were usually like a big part of the well not anymore that's what i'm saying you're going over the people who are who are are on their way out yeah don't don't forget them uh yeah i really think that does not play a big role because we were those people but we're still here right yeah a lot of people have that were Free traders, which is really just import unlimited f***ing Mexican yeah. labor. Open the floodgates. Yeah. Screw over American but, workers. But, you know, I, I digress. The Those people have realized that using tariffs as a weapon of war, of economic war, it's is good. vital. Yeah. So the I Chinese think, to the table. So I think those people have changed, right? Yeah. That's not we're kicking these people out of the party. Yeah. Those, those people are welcome to stay if yeah. you come around to our opinion, right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But what I'm talking about is the... This is now a conservative, nationalist, populist movement. Yeah. And if you don't want to take part in that, you're more than welcome to get the f*** out. Leave. Because I'm sick and tired of these squishy Republicans sitting here and trying to lecture us on, oh, well, the party's going to go back to how it was when Trump's gone. No. Not even close. No. All those people left, by the way. All those people, the yep. old guard, they, they, they retired before the 2018 midterms, or they decided to leave on their own accord. And that's only because their f***ing gravy train dried up. Yeah. So now you have the former Republican consultants that haven't won an election in over a decade are playing for the Democrat side, and yeah. they're sucking up all that liberal money, and the Lincoln Project has done nothing but line their own pockets and throw out a few TV ads. That's a great grift. I mean, would love to take part in that. I mean, listen, when you have $328,000 lien on your house, (laughs) oh, well, yeah. You better find work, so. Yeah. Well, he's talking, I can see. He's talking about uh, one of the founders of Project Lincoln has a tax lien on his house. For those Uh, of you that don't know, actually. A whole bunch of them have, have tax liens. Well, yeah, that's not surprising. And Russia ties. That's because, and all this that's other because sh- before this, yeah. they were dead broke because they're f***ing terrible consultants because they didn't win elections. Yeah. So, I mean, John Kasich? I mean, really? Oh, yeah, John oh, yeah. Kasich. John Kasich, by the way, another traitor who's going to speak at the Democratic National Convention. Next no, week. I know, yeah. And I will be there to skewer him, so I can't wait for that. Good. Because let me tell you something. 
these people that sit around and it's the never Trumps that still that still use the term Republican yeah. to get into, you know, uh, writing op-eds and papers and shit like that. Yeah. One, they're not Republican. No. And two, if at this point you haven't bought in to the conservative populist movement, then just get the fuck out of yeah. the way. Yeah. Okay? You don't have to. Just get out of the way. Stop using what you think is being a Republican to oppose Trump. Yeah. There's plenty of that on the left. If you want to do that, Guys, go fucking vote for Democrats. To save the De Republican Party, you have to vote for the Democrat. That will never make sense to me. Ever. No, ever. Ever. This is Somehow a, they think it makes sense. It doesn't make sense. This is a war for our lives. Yeah. Literally a war for the future of this country. It's the soul of the country right here. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's, you know, let's vote yeah. Democrat. That let's, seems like a good yeah, idea. Yeah, let's let's vote for the most, probably going to be one of the most pro-abortion tickets in recent memory. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kamala Harris, you know, she's probably right in line with uh, our black-faced governor of yeah. Virginia. Post-birth abortions. Yeah. That sounds good. And I thought Obama, I mean, Obama, to, as of now, Obama is the most pro-abortion anti-Israel president ever. Yeah. But this could be a whole mm -hmm. new parade of horribles, so. Yeah. I'm I'm just sick of these people, you know, you can support Trump conditionally. No. Get in f***ing line and do your job and win the war. Because you saying, oh, Trump did something I didn't like, is not going to save you from being hung in the streets with the rest of us if the Democrats take power. And that's not an exaggeration, no. right? No. When, when they take power, you're gonna be lumped in with the rest of us. Yep. So they're not your friends. So either get on the team, or yeah, go f yourself. Yeah. So that's my message for the day, and that's actually an, an impromptu rant. I didn't even have that on our list here. Let's talk. <laughs> Good real rant, quick. though. Let's talk real quick. A few quick hits here. AOC is gonna speak at the Democratic National Convention, except she only got. One minute to do so. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm very surprised wow. by that. And it's a pre-recorded message, not even going to be delivered live seconds? over the Zoom. Yeah. 60 seconds. So that's pretty sad, yeah. you know? By the way, for, I mean, uh, they're only going to do, I think, I think live coverage is only from 8, 8 to 10 p.m. Yeah, but still, yeah. she only got one minute, know, one minute of I two know. hours. I know. I, know. I mean. I thought they were going to get, like, give her a, a prime block. Her, Rashida Tlaib, or one of the other Well, yeah, members. because let's not forget that convention speech that Obama gave was what catapulted him to yeah. the nomination the next yeah. time, right? Yeah. She's going to run for president. Yeah. I think this is the establishment trying say, to Trying to nuke that. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to nip it in the butt. But like, you can't just ignore her, but you can't. But maybe yeah. we can just give her a success. I was hoping that Andrew Yang would get some speaking time. He yeah, was, he's he was, not. He was actually very upset that he was uh, not, not asked. Yeah, I mean, I've never been a big. Uh, I rather have. I rather have. I rather have him speak though. Yeah, he's, he's interesting. I he's, think I he's, he's interesting. interesting. You only like he's Asian. That's right. But that, that's too. But he's also he, interesting. He's interesting, but he's also a fucking liberal. He, oh, totally. And but a he's, socialist. But he's, but he's, he's a little different. Universal though. basic income is totally opposite. I won't of lie. Anything. If that ever passed, I would never work again. Exactly. <laughs> See. That, that's all. I don't even need to argue against it. Right then and there, you just. You I mean, you're, it. come on, you admit it too, right? If, if, well, it wouldn't be enough. But I'm just saying, like, if you give people. Not for the certain, lifestyle we're used I, to. I know, I know. But Maybe we could go live under a cardboard box hey, under a, an listen, expressway in D.C. Listen, yeah, right? But, <laughs> I mean, 
it, it, it's the, it, the effects are the same. You give people free money, they ain't gonna work as well. Hard. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> just, um, <laughs> I just love how people like Democrats think like, oh no, that's not the case at all. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, ridic it's like, ridiculous. Come on. Well, uh, you're you're seeing this in live action right now, actually, yeah, yeah. because before we changed the unemployment uh, number down to four hundred slash three hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. The $600, you had tens of thousands of people that were making more money than they do at work yeah. from the federal government's unemployment. Yeah. You're creating a disincentive to go back to work. I've seen people that said, why would I go back to work? I'm making more money yeah. now. There you go. Pop. And if you really want to see this in action, also in action, in terms of pop culture, please watch the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where Sweet D and Dennis try to... Oh, yeah, they try to become welfare they're queens. They try to get welfare queens yeah. by acting mentally handicapped. Yo, that's a good one. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's, that's one way they make at the bar. All right, so let's talk about public schools here. Yeah. Uh, because this is a big topic, and there's a lot to talk about here, but my few top lines, I'll give you those, and then you can... and We could go from there. So one, you have teachers that are unwilling to do their jobs. Okay, that's a big issue. They're threatening to strike if they don't get what they want, which is full remote learning. Okay. Yeah. Even though the experts say get the kids back to school. Yeah. That's number one. Yep. Number two is they don't think that parents should have the right to monitor on these virtual teaching sessions what their kids are being taught. That's, I mean, to me. I, that makes you really worry about what these kids are being taught yeah. there, right? Oh, absolutely. And three, they say, well, if you don't give us what we want, you know, which is not having to work and getting paid full salary, then we'll figure something else out, right, yeah, to yeah, do yeah. against you. Yeah. I mean, how entitled yeah. is this? It's ridiculous. Like in these unions. They don't want to work man right they right. don't want to work i mean they want to have like a year-long vacation it's just like and they're adding like defund the police to their to their demands and like that i believe right for some stuff oh yeah it's, it's oh, yeah. i mean it's not even about schools or education or safety it's about just just promoting the you know the woke left and their agenda i know i'm preaching to the choir folks but we just got to rehash all this for to to you know yeah, <laughs> to well, give to give a groundwork for how insane these unions are. You got to give the context really? exactly. The unions are out of control. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. The unions are totally out of control. And then you know the pro, you know they're writing their own obituaries. You know they have you know it just all this melodramatic bullshit. Get the f back to work. Yeah. Get back to fucking work. I agree. And if you don't want to go back to work, yeah. then leave. Then take the year off. Yeah. You know? No salary. I'm, I'm fine with, you know, letting, exactly. I'm fine yeah. with letting a NFL style opt out here. Yeah. If you want to opt out from teaching, okay, you get a year, but you're not getting paid. So you better figure out something yeah. to do in between. Yeah. Virtual learning is not working. No. It's not working. It's no. very clear. And you even have a Gallup survey that just came out. That said that we're at risk of leaving a generation of kids with a massive knowledge gap. Yeah, that's not good. And not only that, but the kids that would be hurt most from it are poor. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. poor kids in yeah. neighborhoods, in yeah. inner cities. They don't have access to computers. Right. Not everyone. I mean, that, that is that. I mean, that is a that is. I would consider that. I mean, it, it's a luxury item because then, you have to. It's a lot of money for the computer. It's a lot of money to pay the monthly bills for yeah. the internet access. I mean, in, in Nashville, 
31% of the, of the 86,000 student body doesn't have a computer at home. How's that virtual learning going to work in the fall? Right. You know, it, it's, it's also, we were all kids once. Mm-hmm. Can you sit in front of a, t- a computer for three, four hours, six, five hours a day virtual learning? No. Mm-hmm. I tried with talking to my nieces and nephews. They, they, you know, hi, Uncle Matt. That lasts about five minutes and then they go away and play. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't sit still. I'm pretty sure there are no accountability measures. So we don't, we can't even track these kids' progress. Mm-hmm. So I think in state, and like I think New York City, I'll, I think we don't even know for sure if these kids actually learned anything this year. Yeah, which is like you said, that edu- that knowledge gap. Very not, it's not good. The kids need to go back to school. I don't know what the f- is the, the There's no debate here. There is no other side. There is the medical community saying it's safe. There's not one pediatrician that's saying that you know the the kids should stay home. Now, of course. You don't listen to those experts, so the media decides to, to push the panic porn hardcore again by saying, look at all these kids who are getting, you know, all the cases. How many kids have died? Mm-hmm. How many kids have died? Because that's all that really matters. I know. I'm just saying. It's... The case rate does, doesn't mean to me. It doesn't. It's the death rate and the mortality rate. It has been, it's very low for kids. Very mm-hmm. low. High and school then, is a different story. But you even have, but, here in Fairfax County, you have the school board... Saying that parents shouldn't get together in what's being called pods, right? You have oh, parents yeah. that are coordinating either getting tutors or creating study groups or stuff like that. Yeah. The school board said, oh, you shouldn't do that because it puts other kids at a disadvantage. Well, like, okay, try and then stop open me. up the f***ing yeah. schools. Well, also, exactly. stop. Exactly. What are you going to do? Send, what are you gonna do? Send, the, the, send the school police at me? Mm-hmm. I for know. what? For teaching my kids? Go f*** yourself. I agree. You're just pissed that you don't have the... This is the... Stop it. Mm-hmm. Just stop. Open up the damn schools. I agree. I agree. If if, if that's what, how you're going to take it, then, then schools are safe. Either you go to school or you don't go to school. No. You go to school. Enough of this bullshit. We got to get back to school. We got to get back to work. Mm-hmm. I if, agree. If we're not... This is a little virus now. I'm going to call it that. A little virus. Little virus. We can't have still more cases of the flu this year. Still more deaths. Oh, actually, that's not true. But <laughs> well, sorry, the, I, 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 that, 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 that's not true. The, but it was greatly exacerbated because the Democrats put all these COVID patients in the nursing homes that killed. That's responsible yeah. for half the re- deaths in this country. The death rate among people below seventy is is below the, that of the seasonal flu. Yeah, which so you're correct about yeah, that. Uh, but the 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 big problem here is. What are these kids going to do? Ugh. Like, yeah. And, and further, you have these colleges. Oh, my God. That are charging full tuition. Yeah, like Harvard. 69000 to To, to sit in front of a computer yeah, screen? are you f***ing kidding me? I mean, I could tell you if I was in college, I certainly would be taking a year off. Yeah. And doing something else. Get a freaking internship. Yeah. Or... Transfer for a year to your community college. Yep. Pay a third of what you were going to pay before. Yeah. And still get the same credit. Do something. Do because something. this is just outrageous. It's outrageous. It's outrageous and, that we can't play football. And, yeah, none of this would be happening no. if it wasn't an election year. Yeah, absolutely. Or if, if a Democrat was in office. True. Yep. Football, Big Ten, they'll all be playing. $100 million is going to be lost. Mm-hmm. I think per program, right? Yeah, That's the yeah. average per program. That is not just the school employees. Mm-hmm. That is the that 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 is the surrounding community. 
their economies. Oh, yeah. Tuscaloosa is going to could lose two billion if football is shut down. If a Democrat was in charge right now, we wouldn't even be talking about the coronavirus yeah. nearly so, as much. So for these, you know, for these people, you know, in 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 in, the, in these in these college communities, you know, what? listen. Here's the message that Democrats and the media have for you. Mm-hmm. You may be poor. You may lose your home. You may uh, members of your family or yourself might start using drugs. You might get more depressed. But guess what? Mm-hmm. You won't get this little thing called the coronavirus. What a hell of a thing to say. What of an what an elitist thing mm-hmm. to say. No, I know these people. I agree. It's it's really these are the healthiest kids on campus. Storm the, no, fo- I the know. people who I know. the the, 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 the student athletes who are you know who who participate in these in in, in, in these leagues. Well, the thing is, all uh, the kids want to play. Yeah, they all want to play, and it and there's definitely. I mean, I'm not 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 all of them, but it's also. In their futures because there's some definitely some top level talent that can make it professionally in, in football right now. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence, for example, was going to be a first round draft pick, was going to be probably the number one pick overall the entire draft. What's going to happen? No season this year? What's going to no, happen? I know. I know. Screws his future. I know. It's, 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 it's not fair. It's, it's definitely it's, not it's fair. It's overblown and people need to get their heads out of their asses. Also, you know, beyond a few little minor bumps in getting the baseball season started, yeah, baseball's been going for almost a month now. Yeah, right. We haven't seen massive outbreaks, yeah. and these teams are traveling city to city, right? So you can put these football programs into an enclosed environment. Yeah, we have them. You know, live together, move yeah. together, eat uh, together. The NBA uh, is is back on right now as well. Also, well, the NBA is in the bubble, which is bubble. a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah, a little bit restrictive. Yeah, that's their thing. But yeah. I'm just saying, it's it think things are moving forward. Also, we also need to f- factor in something else here is the 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 false parad- the false positive aspect of this. Because mm-hmm. remember, Juan Soto of the Nationals was quarantined, supposedly tested positive. He doesn't have the virus. Mm-hmm. So yeah, oh yeah, there's definitely I mean a level of doubt in even the data false positive test. Yeah, the testing. Is... Also, the testing positivity percentage has been rapidly declining. Oh, like, God, so yeah. The whole thing is just, you know, I'm I'm over it. People still need to be careful. Yeah, they need to oh, wash yeah, their hands. Yeah, wash your hands. You need to, you know, you wear know, a mask if you're in a place carry, that's crowded. Carry hand sanitizer with you on yeah. top of the washing of the hands. You can't, you know. But the idea, mask, but, but the idea that we can't go back to somewhat of a normal life is ridiculous. When uh-huh. you have tens of thousands of people protesting in the streets, and that's no problem. Oh, no. Right? Yeah. You know, in Chicago, you have people on a beach, which is a problem to Mayor Beetlejuice there, yeah. uh, Lightfoot. Yeah. Uh, lightweight is what they should call yeah. her. And, but, you know, people looting uh, the jewelry stores oh, is totally, fine. totally cool. Totally fine. So it's just unbelievable. The schools need to reopen. Also, by keeping kids out of school, you're f***ing over the parents. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Parents can't return to work. Nope. I mean, what is it? We going to do this forever? Are we going to keep the kids out of school now every fall for the f***ing seasonal flu? Because the seasonal flu kills more kids than this. Oh, yeah. It's just none of it makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Remember, uh, Mayor Comrade Bill at the time... Schools can't reopen, but the daycares can. Right. Yeah. No one knows what they're doing, and especially when it comes to Democrats. Mm-hmm. They don't know what they're doing with this. We got to get back to normal. Yeah. And, and I hate to say it, folks. It is a numbers game now. We're not going to shut down the country because 
150,000 people died. Right. I, I, know that, I know that sounds cruel, but we are a country of 325 million people. We're the largest economy in the world. The world economy is based on how we do. Yeah. We prop it up. We can't just we're – not, we're not just going to shut down because some people get sick. And as President Trump it's said, over. one death is too many. Yes. Yeah. But however, we have to weigh the costs yeah. of – Lockdowns, people being forced to stay at home. Yeah. You know, you have you have states now and cities that are trying to enforce orders on people and how many people they can have on their private property. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You know, like yeah. in like in California, it's like, oh, you can't have more than ten people at your yeah, house. That's yeah, ridiculous. Are you f-ing kidding me? And we're not talking about you know. I, I'm I'm pretty sure drug usage has gone up. I'm oh, pretty sure overdoses rates, are through the roof. Yeah, suicides are through the roof. The suicide hotlines yeah. are, are absolutely yep. overwhelmed. We talk, I know we're going back to the, the 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 knowledge gap with kids. You know that reverberates. Yeah, the so that is going to cause more of an that alone. Forget it. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to mitigate. You know, of course, drug use, depression, suicides, all horrible. But that alone, right there, yeah, is going to have like a, a Hiroshima bomb effect regarding, you know, childhood development. Oh, and, absolutely. And the future job markets. I mean, you can't have kids who don't learn anything for a year. You know how long that takes? I mean, they're gonna, unless you want to force these kids to go into summer school. Yeah, and we've seen and how you know, unsustainable you know, yeah. the virtual learning is. Yeah. It's just, it's not working. Not. It's not working. And kids need to, like, interact with other kids. I know that's kind of, um, you know. Yeah, no, they need <laughs> no, to. No sh- they need to talk. They need to play right. with one another. Right. It's important for their for their cognitive abilities and for their development and for, you know, mm-hmm. being part of society. Yep. This is ridiculous. So, yeah, I, I just totally agree. And the one way that we can get past all of this bullshit is yeah. by reelecting President Trump. And the Trump campaign has a special offer just for you. President Trump really wants to give you a signed 2020 Make America Great Again hat. He wants to make sure the lucky winner is one of his top supporters. So be sure to enter soon because this is an opportunity you don't want to miss. This offer is only going to a select group of supporters and you are one of them. All you have to do is text TRIGGERED to 88022 today for your chance to win a signed 2020 Make America Great Again hat and own a piece of history. Again, that's TRIGGERED, T-R-I-G-G-E-R-E-D, to 88022 to enter to win this contest and join President Trump in the fight to keep America great for four more years. This message was paid for by Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. All right, so let's do our Biden gaffe of the day, and then we're going to wrap up this show. All right. Uh, you know, the other night after uh, Kamala Harris was announced as the vice presidential nominee, Tucker mispronounced her name. <gasps> the the travesty of that, oh, right? Oh, no. my God. And we were told that's racist and it's disrespectful, right? Well, only one problem with that. Let's take a listen to this. He asked me what I wanted, most importantly. I told him I wanted to be the last person in the room before he made important decisions. That's what I asked Kamala. I asked Kamala to be the last voice in the room. Just after the left spent all morning saying mispronouncing her name was a racist act, Joe Biden mispronounces his own vice presidential nominee's well, name. Well, Joe Biden hates black people. We all know that. Well, that's true. We all know yeah. he doesn't like He wants to lock them up. This is literally the – this is the put them back in chains ticket. Folks. That's true, yeah. I mean both of them are complicit in locking up millions of black Americans. So, Oh, it's interesting you bring that up. So let's – Let's actually listen to – there's a new ad that just came out oh. uh, that highlights all of Biden's racist remarks from, you know, the last 45 years of him being in D.C. Let's let, me see. Get, let me get some popcorn. <laughs> Let's take a listen to that. 
you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. My Democratic colleagues don't like me saying this. I think the two-party system is good for the South and good for the Negro, good for the black. And uh, uh, other than the fact that they still call me boy, I don't think they've, I think they've changed their mind. They're going to put you all back in chains. That's the first sort of mainstream African-American who is articulate and bright and clean and nice-looking guy. I mean, it's, that's a story for me. It was hurtful to hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputation and career on the segregation of race in this country. Are you going to apologize? Like, Corey, apologize for what? For what? For what? Well, that's pretty uh, extensive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, you can't go to a 7-Eleven without an Indian accent. Yeah. That's good old Joe Biden for good you. Good old Joe. You know, if if Trump had said half those things, it would have been oh my game God. over. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's going to uh, do it for today. Of course, you can email us, triggered at townhall.com, or follow us on Twitter at TriggeredTHM. And be on the lookout for the new Town Hall Media podcast launching tomorrow, War for the White House. We have the first episode dropping tomorrow afternoon. Should be available in all places you get your podcast from. But, of course, it'll be available on townhall.com. And we're going to uh, have a rotating cast of hosts from all of our conservative news sites. Of course, townhall.com, PJ Media, Red State, Hot Air, Twitchy, and Bearing Arms. The first episode tomorrow will be hosted by me, Katie Pavlich, and Ed Morrissey, so be sure to tune in to that. And due to my vacation, which starts uh, tomorrow afternoon, there will be no Tuesday episode of Triggered, uh, but maybe Mr. Producer will throw together a best of episode for you. However, we will have two episodes next week, the normal Thursday episode, and we'll have a special Friday episode to talk all about sleepy, creepy Joe Biden's DNC speech. But I might not be there, so. Oh, you'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) You know, this is, uh, what's the guy who did the uh, military thing in South Korea? Oh, Park Chung-hee? Yeah, I'm him. Are you going to take over? Take over? <laughs> All right, guys. We'll uh, we'll be back here next week for more Triggered. I know it's going to be a, a sad Tuesday without a new episode, but maybe Mr. Producer will put something together for you. Of course, email us anytime. Reach out to us on social media, on Twitter. We love hearing from all of our fans, especially uh, the great responses we got on the vaccine, which, mm, uh, yeah, you know, I good. agree with you. You bet your ass I'm not injecting any Soviet into my body. Uh, I'll tell you it, that. If it means no more fake fan noise at baseball games, I think we should roll the dice. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. I don't know about Sputnik that. Sputnik 5. Real out Sputnik 5. I think we'll let some test subjects first. You yes. know. <laughs> Putin's niece apparently yeah. got the vaccine, so we'll see how oh, that geez. goes. <laughs> the test subjects. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week for more Trigger. Later.